like to listen to us live or on the archives, you can call 718-506-9099. That number again is 718-506-9099. And just follow the menu if you want to listen to us live or follow the archives. I would also like to take this moment to remind you that J Radio can definitely use your donations. So the address is J Radio 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York 11229. That address again is J Radio 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York 11229. And if you would like to text in to ask for information how to sponsor or to how to advertise on jwoodradio.com. The number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you would also like to suggest a story for me to tell, and you'd like to give over all the information and all the details of it, and uh, or possibly the source for it, you may also text in 347-927-8398, and it will be forwarded to me. Yes. Okay, my turn, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, if anyone is looking to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either storytelling, Kaya from the Maya, extreme martial arts demo, uh, you know, whether it be for... Uh, whatever your school, a private party, or a day camp, a bungalow colony, or a sleepaway camp. So, of course, the number to call is 718-375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Also, you should be aware, if anybody's interested uh, for information about art lessons, Martial arts lessons, you know, perhaps karate, uh, private karate lessons, Qigong energy lessons, and so on. Uh, you could call also 718-375-1294 for more information. And please be aware that Rabbi Erbsch's books are still available in your local farm store, along with many of his CDs and a new one, too. And for those CDs that are not in the stores, you can call Rabbi Yitzhirbs at 718-375-1294, and he will be more than happy to send you a complete list, either by email or fax. Wow, did I get everything in? I think so. I think we can now start our story. Okay, very sorry for the small delay. We had a small technicality, but <laughs> we conquered Baruch Hashem. So let's get that story in. Okay, so get moving right away. I won't interrupt. Ha <laughs> ha, this I gotta see. Me too. I'm uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, the name of the story that I'm telling tonight, <clears throat> actually, believe it or not, it kind of came to me today when I was coming back from Mincha because it was raining. And I thought about, you know, what story has to do with rain? And I remembered an old, old, old story called The Old Oak Tree. I mean, old oak tree? Mm-hmm, that's right. Very interesting story. Now, of course, there's some... I know, no Poloni Bambolonis are going to make up something. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess you got that right. Okay, so uh, we're going to call the shtetl the village of uh, Beugenstadt. <laughs> Beugenstadt? Yep, that's right. I'm going to start off with a rich man. Well, I wouldn't say like he's a, like a multimillionaire, but he's very well-to-do. And he had a stickle farm and everything. And, of course, he was working the farm as best as he could. 
And he was a very friendly person. Okay, okay, stop telling us about he was this, he was that. Uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, <laughs> a perfect name. Yeah, what's his name? Shalom. Shalom? <laughs> Shalom Aleichem to you, too. But what's his name? Uh, Shalom, Shalom. <laughs> Shalom to you, too. Well, oh, his name... That's right, his name is Shalom. Okay, anyway, so let me tell you about Shalom. He was a very nice fellow. And he was a very Erlechayid, a very stark in the moon and betokken and everything. And he was married, of course, and he had uh, a son who was like past bar mitzvah, and his name was Yasala. Me? No, you're called Yassi. He's called Yasala. Ow, ow, can I play him? Well, uh, you know, he's a very nice boy. And me? What am I? Uh, you're Yossi. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Well, um... Well, we'll play it by ear. Okay. Anyways, so Shalom used to work every day, and he was so proud of his son, and he would say, <coughs> Yossele, I'm very proud of you. I am so proud that you're going to the Cheda, and you are learning very well in the Yeshiva. I am so happy. The Borah Hashem, I work our farm so well. We are making a nice living. We have what we need. Borah Hashem, Borah Hashem. And I could send you off to learn Torah. And yet I have money to give Tzedakah to. He's Gewaldik. Mamish, it's the best Tzach Musich Kantin. It's the best thing I can do. <laughs> That's, thank you, Tati. Ah, so he decided to play Yossi. I mean Yasala. Uh, yeah, I figured a Yassi could play a Yasala. Remember, he's not like you. Uh, okay. He's not going to be a wisecracker? No. He's a very Ehrlich boy. I'm Ehrlich. And he's very polite. Ah, um, oh, I try to be. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you're... But right. So Yasala... He is a very interesting boy. Really? Like, like what's so interesting? Ha, 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 Well, you see, Yoselam loved to learn. And he was, you know, Mamish had a beautiful voice. He, like, Mamish uh, uh, had a beautiful... Wow! Yes. His voice was unbelievably beautiful. He sang Mamish Gavaldi Kazimiris on Shabbat. But when he learned, you almost couldn't tell if he was learning or singing Zemiris. His voice was so sweet. If he would say a Mishnah, he would say, Meh, Masai Karashima. I, I, I gotta do it. Uh, but he's very smooth. Meh, Masai Okay, got the idea? All right, whatever. Okay. I guess the people get the idea that he was a sweet boy. Get it, Yossi? Sweet boy? I got it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. Okay, so uh, what happens next? Ah, so follow along with me. One day, the clouds look very dark. Very dark. Yes, very dark. And the wind started to pick up. And, of course... I know. I, I, I do that, too. Yeah, but it's a little stronger on this side. Anyways, it looked like the clouds were getting darker. And darker. And the winds were picking up. 
and suddenly there was thunder. And suddenly a heavy rain fell. And as this rain fell, the storm was christening with lightning. And this lightning was striking all over the place. And of course, Yasala decided, I better go inside. I gotta go inside. I gotta be protected from the rain. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I got home. Oh, I'm just a little soaking wet. Oh, okay, let me open the door now. Okay, uh, let me go inside now. Okay, uh, Tati, uh, what a storm. Yes, yes, very big storm. Yes, very big. Baruch Hashem, we're inside. Okay, uh, listen, take out the side for Tehillim and, and start saying Tehillim. Uh, why do we got to say Tehillim for? We're in, in the house, we're protected, no? Oh, yes. But if you notice, our house is a shtickle part of a forest, a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, uh, that's so big of a forest. Maybe many years ago it was, but right now, uh, where our house is, it's pretty empty because we have the farm over there, and then we have the barn. And then, oh, you're talking about like there's a big tree like right near our house. All right. Because I remember you wanted to build a house. You told me when I was little, you told me you wanted to build a house right near, uh, um, like a, a whatchamacallit. A, a whatchamacallit? Yeah, like, like a tree to have shade. Ah, yes, yes. So the house would be cooler in the summertime. Yes, yes, yes. But at that time, I didn't understand that much about lightning. It could be very dangerous sometimes. Oh, well, what are we going to do? Uh, that's the way it is. And all of a sudden, without any warning, there was a loud burst of lightning along with the thunder. And it was very powerful. <laughs> and suddenly that lightning crits it and hit a tree. And a branch was knocked off. And it fell off onto the roof. But it smashed through the roof. But that branch was hit directly with the lightning. And because it was hit directly with the lightning, the house caught fire. Then before you knew it, an unlikely thing happened. You know, they say lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. But it could strike perhaps a few inches over and again, a lightning struck the house. But this time, since rain was coming in through the roof, unfortunately, unfortunately, Yasla's father, Reb Shalim, got soaking wet. And the next lightning bolt that struck near the house hit him a direct hit. There was a tremendous spark. <laughs> and as that spark grew, it made a flashing light right in front of his mother. And his mother became frightened and she fell to the floor. But then, Yossi, Yossila, Yossi? Ah, uh, yes, me. You're Yossila now. Get emotional. Uh, okay, I'll get emotional. Oh, oh, uh, I, I better hide under here. I'm hiding under the table. Oh, oh wait, uh, wait, I, I think the thunder is stopping. I don't hear the rain so much, it's slowing down. Oh, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. 
The rain is stopping. Oh, that was a close call. Tati, oh my goodness, the house is on fire. Oy, 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 Tati, Tati, we gotta put out the house. We gotta put out the fire. Come, Tati, Tati, why are you lying on the floor? Come on, get up, Tati, Tati, Tati. But unfortunately, now I just want to remind you all out there that this particular story happened a few hundred years ago. It's not a story that happened now. It happened in the European countries and where life was not the greatest for some Jewish people, or I should say a lot of Jewish people in those days. But there were pogroms and things like that also, which we'll get to at the right time. But we're not going to give you all the details, just what's necessary, because we want to make sure you get to hear the happy ending to this story. And what happened was as follows. As Yasula realized that his father wasn't moving, he realized that he was not living anymore. He ran from there. Help, help, somebody, please help, help. And neighbors, as the rain slowed down and the thunder and lightning stopped, they ran and they came as quickly as they could. What, 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 what's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? What's the matter? Yes, what's the matter? Okay, 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 okay. My father, he was stuck in lightning. I don't know if he's alive or dead. Uh, please, come, quickly. And unfortunately, it was determined when a doctor came that Roshalem was nifter. A horrible accident it was, unfortunately, but that accident would change the lives of Yasula and his mother. Of course, they made a big levaya for Rav Sholem because he was a very important person in the town, very nice person, everybody loved him. And unfortunately, it seemed to be that his mother's injuries, Yasula's mother's injuries, was like could be explained, but she couldn't walk. And she required medicines from doctors and things like that. Gradually what happened was is that, you know, Yasula was still going to the cheder. Everybody tried to be extra nice because they knew now he was a Yasun. And they tried to be polite to the mother and help out wherever they can. But as time would go on, any money that they had left over to save had to be used to fix over the house and the damage of the fire from that big storm. In those days, you know... I know what you want to say. You want to say that they didn't have any lightning arresters like now. That's right. They didn't have lightning arresters on buildings. Okay, you can look up what a lightning arrestor is, but those are the things that absorb uh, lightning and send it straight down to the ground. And that's one of the reasons why they say not to be under trees during a lightning storm, because lightning could strike the tree. There are no lightning arresters on the tree. Anyways, nowadays, Baruch Hashem, all the buildings are equipped with lightning arresters, even if you don't see them. Okay? So, meanwhile, let me just explain to you what happened next. Now that the money was running out, and they were starting to become poorer, and the other people used to rely a lot on Sholem. I can't help anymore. It's very tough for me to help out. I love to give something, but I can. I give a little this, a little that, but I need from home family. Matter of fact, sometimes when I ran short, it was Sholem who used to keep for me. Hey, what can I do? And sure enough, as the days would go on, it came out that little old Yasala and his mother became very poor. And then, one night, as Yasala was there learning, and he was singing the learning 
Omar Abaya, Abaya says. That's not bad, you see. He came up with a sweeter voice. Why, you told me he's a very sweet, good singer, right? That's right. So do it again. Omar Abaya, Abaya says. Very good. And the sweet voice of Yasala when he was learning would comfort his mother. And then, one day, he sat there after he finished learning and he said, Bobby, can I talk to you? It's very important. Yes, Shaitala. What is it, my dear? What is it? Well, you know, Bobby, I'm learning the Cheda every day. And before I go, I always make sure you have everything you need until I get back. And then I help you when I come back. But, you know, no money is coming to the house. And, you know, in the beginning, people cared a lot for us, and they used to help us out a lot more. But people are realizing that uh, they need money themselves, and Tati's not around, that he used to help other people. And we're kind of very poor. I think, unfortunately, I have to stop going to Haida. Why, they? That's going to hurt me so much. I didn't say I would stop learning. I said I would stop going to the Cheda, and I would work the farm. That's what I would do. And then at night, when I finish working, when daylight is over, I'll come here by candlelight or the lamplight over here from the oil lamp, and I'll learn. Oh, okay. I guess we have no choice. Otherwise, we won't be able to eat. Are you saying to Hillam every day? Oh, of course, Bobby. Every day I take out the safe at the and I say, especially after I finish my learning. That's wonderful. And so, sure enough, that's exactly what he did. Yesala told the Rebbe in the Cheder, and the Rebbe was very understanding that he had to stop learning over there in the Cheder. He had no choice. And, of course, the Rebbe would say, You know, I wish that I would be able to help you out, but I can't. I understand what you have to do. But please, Yosile, find time to learn. Has everything you know. Hey, yes, Rebbe, I will do that. And so, sure enough, at the end of the day, he would be finished with his work, come in, eat a supper, and then, even though he was tired, oh boy, am I tired. Nope, nope, nope. I gave my word to my Rebbe, I gave my word to my Bobby, but I am going to continue to learn. And I am going to learn. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to learn. And no matter how tired he was, he took out his Gemara, dusted it off, and turned to the page where he was up to, and his melodic voice started learning. So my rubber, rubber says, yeah, and he would be hazarding and learning, and the smooth voice, all of a sudden, would comfort his mother so much that being nighttime, and being that she was tired, but she really couldn't fall asleep because all her sorrows, but the smooth, sweet voice of Yasala, it mamish caused that she should fall asleep with a smile on her face. And the doctors used to say, My goodness gracious, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. Is this really happening? You're telling me every time you learn with your sweet voice, your mother falls asleep with a smile on the face? I tell you, this is the best medicine for her. You should keep doing it. But then 
as time would have it, Yasla sat down with his mother, and his mother said, Yasla, we have a little problem. What's the problem, Baba? Well, Yasla, you know that you're working the fields very hard, and I appreciate that. And Baruch Hashem, you are learning at night. But most of the money that we make over here from you selling the produce and everything is going to pay our doctor bills and some of the chavis for the still repairs from the roof and the walls and things that happened during that terrible, terrible storm. I know, Bobby. But don't worry. My Rebbe taught what I was told the that is. But I have everything he teaches. It's very important to say to Hillel. But I know that's what you're doing, aren't you? You didn't stop saying Hillel, did you? After I fall asleep, I sleep kind of like when you're middle of learning, but you do still say the Hillel. Of course I do, Bobby. I always dive into Hashem to try to make our life so much better. It's very important, Bobby, because we need to. We really do. Ah, I see. That's so good to know that you still say to him. Of course. I definitely believe what my Rebbe said and what you taught me all my years before I went to Haida. You told me that the Hillim is very powerful, even if a person doesn't know how to learn, but he says to Hillim with all his heart and soul, and he thinks about that he wants Hashem to help him, and he tries to be the best kid he can, that Hashem answers your tefillah sooner or later, right? Yes, but only he knows when and how. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep doing it. And so, sure enough, he did. But his mother said, But you know something? I'm glad you're keeping this learning saving, but I think, personally, you should get a job in the city because that will pay more. You see, you're still a young fella, and it's very hard for you to work the farm the way your father did. And you can't make so much produce come out of the ground. So we're not making that much. But if you get a job in the city, you could stay there and then come back at the end of the week for Shabbos. And you make more money that way. Oh, no. Chas Shalom. What do you mean, Chas Shalom? You don't want to make more money? Only if Hashem lets me. But I won't leave you. What do you mean? Um, I'll, I'll ask one of the neighbors to look in on me. And what happens if something happens and the neighbor doesn't have time to look in at you? No, 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 no. I wouldn't be able to go there into the city and work there and, and, and feel good about it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. No, 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 no. You know, you're doing a good job playing this yasala. Thank you. <laughs> Did I mail on my voice? Yes, you're doing good. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I won't do it. I, 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 I'm not going to go to the city and leave you alone. No, no, no. I have to take care of you as well. Yeah, Hashem will help. You know, I, I keep saying to tell him everything is going to be good. And then it happened. One day, a very interesting package arrived. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I truly can't, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Um, this way, Reb Shalem, Shania Yashala lives? Yes, that's where I live. Why? You have an Uncle Schmerl? Yes, I do. Yes, what about it? He lives in the big city. <laughs> he will tell you something. So he just sent you a package, okay? Uh, here you go, uh, since you answered all the questions, so I know it's you, and here, here's the package. Okay, enjoy. I have no idea what it is. I hope it's not a piece of cake, because <laughs> it almost took me two weeks to get this here. 
it's all right. <laughs> okay, let me open it up. Okay, wow, it's a book. Oh, no, it's not a book. It's a safer. Wow. This must really be old. Wow, it's got to be, who knows, a hundred years or more. Wow. This was before printing presses, maybe. This is handwritten. Wow, it says to heal him. Wow. Let me open up the safer. Let me open up the first page. Whoa. This is like written on parchment. That's why it's not crumbling. It's like Mama's written on parchment. It's a pretty thick safer to heal him. Wow. The words are pretty clear. Whoever wrote this, he's a good cipher, and he wrote very nice, beautiful handwriting. Wow. Page a little bit wrinkly from old age, but it's pretty clear. Every page is neat. Wow, I could read it and everything. Maybe, since he knows that I like to say to him, he probably bought this for me. Oh, wait, there's a note inside. Dear Yasula. Okay, now what is he saying here? I passed by an old farm store that collects and sells antique safarim. Okay. And I know you love to say to Hillam, and when I used to live in the shtetl, I remember even as a little, little boy, as soon as you learned how to read, <laughs> Baruch Hashem, I can read this language, too. Uh, uh, you started saying Tehillim. Wow. That's fantastic. So I bought it, and if you appreciate the beautiful artwork of this Tehillim, uh, the beautiful writing, then you'll say Tehillim with more Kavana. Enjoy. Don't ask how much it costs. It's my present to you. Love, Uncle Schmero. Wow. Let me look through this. Wow, every page is good. It doesn't say what year this is from, but it sure looks like it's over a hundred years old, maybe more. Oh, what's this? Something is written on the back cover. Well, that's not like total parchment, but I... Wow, it's, it's partially faded over here. Something is written there. I guess my uncle didn't try to read it. What, you know what? My tati has a magnifying glass. Yeah, I'm going to get my Tati's magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my Tati's magnifying glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to get my Tati's magnifying glass. And I'm going to try to read it. Let's see. Here we go. Got it. Whoa. Okay. Whoever finds this safer to him. And reads this story. He will realize a terrible thing happened. But in the end, if you read the whole story, good will come out of it. Please say to Hillem, for the memory of all the names on the bottom of this page. He means the bottom of the cover. Okay, let me see what's going on here. Let's read the story. Wow. He's describing a village. It used to be here. I remember my tante used to tell me 
terrible things used to happen more often years ago, like pogroms, where the Goyim got very upset with us, jealous, and they used to come and rob us and, and steal from us and burn our houses and everything. But it's gotten a little better now because the government, these people in this area, are watching and protecting more. With Hashem's help, I'm sure of that. So let's see. So he says, oh, his village, his shtetl, was going to be under attack by wild animals. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, he doesn't mean wild animals. He means anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic, Jew haters. Oh, my goodness. They want to kill us and rob us. Okay, and that, what, what does he say here? Let me try to read it. Uh, oh, yes, yes, here he says here, we knew that they want to steal from us. So we all got together and took all our precious diamonds, uh, gold, jewelry, and other stuff worth value, put them in a big treasure chest and buried it under a small oak tree that's in the middle of the forest near the brook. Brook, like a stream of water. Okay. Now, they will not find it because we will not talk. Oh, my goodness. There's a little uh, ugh, smudging here. I don't know what this thing is. It's covering it up. Wait, let me brush it off. Oh, it came off. Oh, there's more writing. Oh, oh I see. Okay, what does it say here now? It says here, the uh, anti-Semitian came and threatened to kill us unless we give up our Yiddishkeit and join their religion. We refused because we know that Yiddishkeit is second to none. There's nothing better than that. So we were ready to give up our lives. They said, we'll let you go if you give us all your monies and treasures. And then once we heard that, we knew for sure they were going to kill us either way. So we put up a big fight as best as possible. Unfortunately, we were not ready for them totally and not prepared. And unfortunately, they... They, oh, it's smudged here. I assume he's trying to say they, they killed them all, but how could he write this if he was dead? Wait a minute. What is this I see? They hit me on the head. I fell unconscious. They thought I was dead. After the program was over, I woke up, and I lived long enough to write the story. Whoever finds this Tehillim should please tell over the story and remember that these Kedoshim went Al-Kiddush Hashem. Here are the names. Please say Tehillim for their Neshamos. And in reward, besides from Hashem and Shemayim, you will be rewarded by finding the treasure which is near the young oak tree near the brook in middle of the forest. That's where it ends. Oh, dear me, oh, my. A treasure? 
I have no idea where it was. There's no forest here. Oh, you know what? Peter's a very old guy. Let me go ask him what goes on here. But I'm not going to tell him the story. <laughs> uh, hello, Peter. Hey, what's the matter? Hey, boy. Uh, uh, P Peter, may I ask you a question? Sure, Shady boy. You've been living here a real long time? A real long time. I've been living here before my hair fell out of my head. <laughs> and even before it turned gray, before it turned white, and before it was a polka dot. No, 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 just kidding. Okay, so what do you want to know? I just want to know, um, was there ever like a big forest of woods, you know, like trees and everything around it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm an old man, you know. I'm, I'm like about 87 and a half years old. <laughs> but listen to me. You know, around here, you don't see the forest anymore. Uh, yeah, what happened to it? I think it was about um, close to 100 years ago, okay? Maybe more. There was um, a Jewish community here, very big one. And um, bad people got together who just were so jealous and they hated Jews for no reason. They attacked him, and, and they killed him out. Very, very terrible thing. Very terrible. It happened, you know, a long time ago. And then people who wanted to live in this area, I don't know, they used to think they hear noises and everything, and they got very frightened. And before you knew it, they thought that the forest was haunted. <laughs> and then eventually, you know what happened? They decided... Let them cut down the forest, and then it won't be haunted. And that's what they did. Oh, thanks for telling me. What's the reason you want to know, sonny boy? Oh, oh, just curiosity, okay? <laughs> Very nice. See you, sonny boy. See you, Peter boy. I mean, uh, Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. Very interesting. But now, how do I know there's no young oak tree anymore? I mean, how do I know which tree it is? It's near the brook. In the forest. But there's a brook in the middle of the town uh, near us. It goes not so far. And then there's an oak tree about 200 yards away from us. Um, is that it? It's in public property, I think. Oh, you know what? I don't know which one it is. Well, we'll see. Okay. And so he went into the house. And when he went into the house, what happened was, as he went into the house, his mother looked at him. I see. You have a very big smile on your face. And then you have, like, this funny expression. What's going on? Well, Bobby, um, you know this Tehillim that uh, Uncle Schmerl gave? Yes, what about it? It's not just Tamasaya Tehillim. Look in the back. Oh, my goodness, there's a bunch of smudged words. It probably belonged to a family or something. Uh, well, it, it belonged to uh, people that were killed in the program, and, and somebody left the Tehillim behind, I guess, and it was found by a Yid, or, or maybe even by a guy, but whatever it is, it ended up in an antiques foreign store in this big city. And Uncle Schmerl bought it, but he didn't realize what the story was in the back, you know? I see. And what did it say? Well, it, it, it asked that the person who finds this Tehillim uh, should go over and say Tehillim, for the neshamas of these people, you know? And I don't mind doing that because he put the names down there on the bottom as much as he can remember. So I'm going to do that. But then he said something about a reward. 
about a treasure that's buried near an oak tree, a young one, but all the oak trees around here are like so old. Well, if it's meant to be that we should have a treasure and have life a little easier than we will. In the meantime, have your supper and then please learn so I could sleep nicely. Sure, Bobby, whatever you say. No problem whatsoever. And so, sure enough, he took out his Gemara, and he began learning with his beautiful, melodious voice. And he was learning. Oh, so Shmuel says, Aha, uh -huh, okay. But Ra says a little bit different. Ah, oh, so let me see what Rashi says. Ah, oh, wait a minute. Tyson has a kasha, the Rashi, and, uh, and all of a sudden, as he was learning, as his mother was smiling away and enjoying it, the winds began to pick up. Uh-oh. Don't tell me it's a storm. Well, we've had other storms since then, but I think our house is a little bit stronger than the last time. Okay, maybe you're right. Okay. And suddenly there was thunder again. <laughs> and besides the thunder, the rain started to pour. And as the rain started pouring, there was lightning christening all over the place. And as the lightning christened, suddenly there was a big lightning flash because a lightning struck about 200 yards from their front gate. And that flashing light really struck hard. And the mother gave a geshrei. Oi, oi. And that she gave a geshrei. Suddenly heard a loud thud. What was that? What was that? And the mother, suddenly without realizing it, she got off the bed. And then she ran to the window. Not realizing that she was walking without the help of anything. She ran to the window and looked outside. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look. A tree fell down. A tree fell down. Please, please. Yosela, Yosela, go take a look. See what's going on. See what's going on. See if it damaged anything. Please, Yosela, hurry up. Bobby, Bobby, take a look what's going on. What, what, what? Do you realize you're standing near the window? Oh, I, I, I am. Yes, Bobby. And not only that. You ran to the window. I, I ran, ran to the Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This lightning flash probably shocked me out of the trauma that caused me to become paralyzed. Now this new trauma snapped me out of it. I can walk again. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Please, now go outside and check out. Okay, as soon as the rain slowed down. And as the rain slowed down, he went outside. To see this big tree. It was an old oak tree. Wow. This oak tree used to stand near the brook. Wait a minute. There used to be a lot of trees out here, like Peter said. And it's near the brook. Wow. And, oh my goodness. It just broke our fence. That's it. But <gasps> I don't believe it. The tree was uprooted by that lightning and it split in half. And... Oh, no! The roots came up, and what is that? Uh, there's a big box over there with the cover knocked off. I can't believe it. It's got treasure in it. Got gold, silver, diamonds, candelabras. 
Oh my goodness, Lachter and everything. <gasps> this must be the treasure of those Yidin. <gasps> wow. Let me hurry up and tell my mommy. And sure enough, he ran inside and told his mother. And his mother said, Really? Oh my goodness. Let's go bring the stuff inside. Wow. This is the treasure that was mentioned? I think so. Well, you know what you have to do. Yes, yes, yes. Hashem answered our tefillahs for sure, but at the same time, he also answered that young person's tefillahs that somebody should say to him for the neshamas of the people that were killed in that pogrom. Wow. Sure enough, we're going to do it. Yes, at least I am, and I'll help you. I'll also say to him for them. And sure enough, they gathered all the stuff. They brought it inside. And of course, they started to tell some people about the story of the pogrom and how they were zeichet to have this money. But because they knew what it was like to be poor. Let me guess, let me guess, okay? So this guy, Yasala, which is the other character I played just before, <laughs> more serious, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So they, they went over and they gave most of the money because they didn't need so much, you know. It was a whole city, a whole, a whole shtetl worth of, 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 of riches. That's right. And so they gave it to the poor people. That's correct, they did. And they kept something for themselves so they should have what they need. And then, of course, it means that Yasula was able to go back to learning and hire people to take care of their farm. And he still learned at night as well to help his mother fall asleep. But this time, his mother used to make the supper for him because she was not bedridden anymore, right? That's right also. So you see the power to him? Very, very interesting. Even when times are bad, when the Sutton is given permission to harm, there's still light at the end of tunnels. Wow! It's a great story. Not one of your most funniest ones, but great lesson. Wow. Let's see, do we have time to answer some phone calls? I think so, a little bit. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Hello, hello? I just hear oscillation. I think that's the same problem that we had last week. Okay, let's try the next call. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learned? Nice story. You'll hear any oscillation sound. I don't want to talk. Because the <laughs> phone, you know, the yeah. phone is on. And okay, let's try another one. Hello, here we go with another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hello? Yes, 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 you're on the air. Okay. What's I learned that you should always say to Helen if you, if, if, when someone, when someone, you should always say to Helen. Very good. Helen is a good lifesaver, a good thing whenever you need Hashem's help for anything. Right, and also that, uh, that if you find something and it says you should do something, you should also do it. That's correct. Let me guess who is it. Can I speak to Yassi? It's Eliyahu. Uh, yeah. I was I was gonna say that. I thought it was Elio. Uh-huh. Okay, you listen very good to the story. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh then we're gonna go now to the next caller, okay? Okay, bye. Bye. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? And what lesson do you learn tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name? And what lesson do you learn tonight's story? My name is Yehudis, and I learned that you should trust in Hashem. You should what? You should trust in Hashem, because Hashem will help. 
Excellent, that is correct. If you trust in Hashem, He will help you. Never give up. Always have a Very good. Okay, let's go on to the next call. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hi, my name is Ari Sittner. I didn't listen to the story, but I think it was a really good story from what I've heard. And could you say the, the Adventures of Shraga 5 or Mendy Bendy next week? The one with the water? One. Yeah. Um, I'll try to remember. It's been a couple hey, of years. Hey, can my brother say something? Yes, yes, yes. Hurry up. Hi, my name's Binyamin. Hi, my name's Binyamin. I love that you should always help other people, even if it's hard. Yes. I mean, I enjoy all of your stories. Thank, Thank you. you. You're very welcome. And you guys are from Waterbury, right? Yep, we're the ones. Yeah, you're the ones. So make sure you send regards to my grandchildren. Yep, I always do it. Good. Excellent. Fantastic. Okay, nice to speak hey, to bye. you. Bye-bye. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson Hello, you learn? hello do you hear me? I hear you, but you got a lot of noise in the background. My name is Morris Hesherling, and um, I have two lessons. Number one is um, um, you should always say to Helen. Right. And the other one is Always the money and jewels and all that stuff they found from the program um, always comes from my Kaddish Baruch Hu. And, you, and all Pine you should always remember how powerful the healing is. And by the way, if you see that we made your herbs, tell him big trouble is good. And my brother wants to say something. Okay. He does it. He's too shy. Okay. Okay. Nice to talk to you. And your lessons were great. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. okay, we'll go to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Oh, my name is Dr. Brzezowski. I've learned that you should never give up and, and always say to him if you don't see um, uh, whatever. Excellent. Say that nice and sweet. Thank you very much. Okay. No problem. Good Shabbos. You too. Have a good Shabbos. Okay, let's, Bye. Goodbye. Okay, let's move on to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Oh, it's funny. The beginning ones, uh, okay. okay. The beginning, no. yeah, the beginning yeah. ones, they, they didn't talk, and now the last no, ones. No, the last uh, It seems like the phone again. The phone when we should get no Okay. So we just. Yep. Okay, so we'll end over here then. Okay, so it, it can get it back on or not? Uh, doesn't seem to. Okay, the phone lines crashed. Okay, so until next week, everybody have a wonderful weekend, a great job is. Until then, goodbye. 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 ערוב עבדך לטוב, על יעשקו נזדים, עיני כלו לשועתך ולמרץ צדקך, עשה עם עבדך כי חסדך וחוקך למדני, עבדך אני הבינני, בעדעה עדותיך, עת לעשות לאדוני הפרו 
תורתך, על כן אהבתי מצוותך, מזהב ומפז, על כן כל פיקוד יכול ישרתי, כל אורח שכן שנאתי.